SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like, especially when it comes to your love of sports, entertainment, and even your own morning culinary experiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. To think that there aren't going to be any cases at all, and all it takes are a couple of cases for a team to shut down its facilities, the season will never go on if that's all it takes. You call these bagels? It's bagels and bad beats. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey B, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats right here on the grid on Sports Grid. And yes, I know what you're thinking. Where's my Scott Wetzel? Where is he? Well, guess what? He deserves a break like everybody else. We all deserve a break, that's for damn sure. And uh, he's on a break, okay? We're on a break, and good for Scott. He's going to take a few days here, and you're stuck with me. But that's okay, boys and girls, because... We're going to have some fun here on the program. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening here this morning. It is early. It is early for me, especially I'm a night owl. I even thought about maybe I'll just stay up the entire night. No, no, I tried to get a good night's sleep so I could come here prepared with my bagels and my coffee and everything else that I have laid out here. It's a nice spread here, Chris Pavona, my producers put out here. And we are going to talk sports for you this morning. I'm very happy also to be back with my good pal, Chris Pavona, who... Oh, my goodness, four years I've been working with this guy, and yet there's been a gap in our relationship. I feel like the last, I don't know, year or so, we don't get to spend any quality time together, but here we are, finally back again. And uh, once again, we've got a lot to get to. We've got the Aaron Judge, who's just on an onslaught. Uh, We've got Yoannis Cespedes, who's not playing the season. He's opting out because of COVID, or is he? Or is he using COVID as an excuse? I don't know. It's a little weird. It's a little murky. We're going to break that down for you, too. Uh, today on the show, we're going to talk about the return of Clayton Kershaw, what Otani's injury means for the Angels. We've got so much to break down here. Uh, I'm telling you, it's going to be nonstop. We've got a lot of NFL news, too, because I'm a big NFL guy. I'm also the author of the Fantasy Football Black Book. So we're going to talk a little fantasy football, because guess what? When we turn the page to August, it's time for some prep for fantasy football. Plus, Ariel uh fc is going to join us from the morning after a little later in the program we've got fantastic stuff and we got your calls 844-843-6879 if you've got feelings i'm going to be here for you so we're just getting started get your bagels get your coffee because joey's for you be right back right after this everybody with bagels and bad beats SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Bagels and Bad Beats right here on Sports Grid. Joe Pizzapia filling in for Scott Wetzel. I hope Scott is enjoying a boat drink somewhere, some kind of cocktail on a beach. That's all I can hope for. But in the meantime, we're going to spend some quality time together today, and we're going to talk sports. And obviously, 
Lots of big news. We've had some opt-outs in Major League Baseball, so let's start with those two because Lorenzo Cain opted out over the weekend. Not surprised too much with that one with everything going on. Uh, Lorenzo Cain, another veteran player. Uh, I think it's a very easy move for a lot of the veteran players to look around and say, hey, this is a bad scene for me. I've made a fair amount of money. I'm comfortable. I don't need this stress, and I don't blame them. I absolutely don't blame them, whether they got little kids at home or if they've got some personal health issues or family members have health issues, or at this point, maybe they just don't trust some of their peers, which is starting to creep in. And speaking of trust, it's all about trust when it comes to the Mets and Yoannis Cespedes, isn't it? I mean, apparently there were rumblings about him not being happy with playing time or what was going on, and then... All of a sudden, nobody can find Cespedes. And I know, me personally, I hate when I lose my Ioannis Cespedes. I lost mine a couple times, and I couldn't find it. You know, it's always in the last place you look whenever I lose my Cespedes. And, uh, yeah, so that eventually uh, they found him, and eventually he said, you know what, I'm going to be lost for the rest of the season. So there you have it. So I don't know how much of a major blow that is to the New York Mets at this point in time. I mean, they didn't have him last year. Uh, the Mets have a lot of other issues. Obviously, the pitching is way more of an issue right now because after DeGrom, it's a lot of question marks. You've had, obviously, the Syndergaard injury. You've already had the Marcus Stroman injury, Rick Porcello. You're, you nobody's wishing an injury, but my goodness, it hurts every time to watch him pitch lately. So the Mets have bigger problems than UN Cespedes. And, and look, if this opens playing time for somebody else, that's fine. They did make a move. Apparently, they acquired Billy Hamilton. So I know whenever I'm missing power in a lineup, that's the first place I go is I try to find Billy Hamilton. But look, maybe it's a different kind of Mets. It's a new look Mets, right? That's what we're going to do. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if they can withstand that. And uh, we also got our first uh, positive coach uh, in terms of testing, which we'll get to some NFL a little bit later on. But I mean, everyone's always inundated with this. I told you at the top, I like to chat, all right? So give me your calls here, 844-843-6879 is the number. I got John in Manhattan, who's on the line here already, anxious. John, I hope you know it's not Scott. You're stuck with me this morning, but I'm happy to chat with you anyway. What's up, my brother? Yeah, I turned on the uh, YouTube and saw a handsome host. I knew for sure Scott had the day off. <laughs> oh, I like you already, John. You're my favorite. <laughs> hey, um... What do you think about Cespedes? Uh, you know, it's very hard to defend the guy. It, uh, I was reading up on his contract and said that he gets an $11 million. Um, his salary goes from 6 to $11 million if he has just one active day on the major league roster. I mean, that's pretty good work if you can get it, huh, Joe? Uh, I would say so. I'll tell you what, it's a pretty good career if you get it. I'll be just like that. Like, if I can get that one-day career... I'll retire happily and I'll end up wherever Scott is. But you, let me tell you something, man. If anybody thinks this is just COVID related, I don't think, you know, Cespedes did a lot of work to try to get himself to where he is right now. And it's kind of like, it's like you're piecing something together. It's like a toy that one of your kids had that breaks and they love that toy and they're sentimental about it. So you try to fix it and then you try to take it out and play with it. And it's just kind of falling apart and you recognize it. It's kind of more sad at this point. And uh, I guess when you're not out hunting wild boar, you're going to, you know, you miss it. <laughs> That's the only thing I can imagine at this point. Look, if yeah, you think it's that... all, yeah, and I don't think it's all about COVID. I mean, that that's just my, and, and this is not just because I'm a loser Mets fan. It's because I do believe that, you know, from all the things you're hearing, there were some other rumblings before this even happened. And then the way it happened was kind of crappy. Was that your instinct too, John? You kind of feel the same way about it? Like, just like, yes, this is part of it. And yes, we should respect that. But there also seems like there's a little bit more play. 
I don't correct. I don't think Cespedes deserves the benefit of the doubt. Don't you think, Joe, that he was looking for a trap door out of the season? He in his agent probably huddled and said, "Let's just get you this um, 11 million because you'll be active, you know, for the first day, and we'll make it look good by you hanging in there for like a whole five days, and then, mm-hmm. you know, exit stage left, and uh, we'll use the COVID as an excuse." Don't think he yeah. deserves the benefit. Oh, the dad, I'll hang up and listen to you. Thanks, Joe. Good luck. Oh, hey, John, thanks for the call, especially this early first one out of the gate. I appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I can't, I can't believe anybody called me this morning, but thank you, John. And, and yeah, and you know what the funny part is? Like, there's always a way to do things. I feel like there's always a way to do stuff. Like, even if that was the case, even if you huddle with your agent, let's say, let's say the most, you know, conspiracy theory kind of thing, like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to just not, you know, we'll, we'll play for a little bit, and then we'll opt out, we'll get paid, and everything will be fine. There's a way to do it. Don't go missing. Don't not inform the team. You, you get up in the morning, you call, you make sure you get somebody on the phone. And then you say, yeah, I'm opting out. I'm opting out. I'm going to be out. And then you move on from there and you say, look, you know what? It's just not for me. I, I, I tried. <clears throat> My body's not working. I'm a little afraid of all the things going on. And I don't think anyone would have a problem. It was the whole going missing part. <clears throat> and maybe you could blame that on the Mets too. God knows you can blame a lot of things on the Mets. But at the same time, you kind of have to wonder. Where, where were the Mets here in this? Where's the communication? Where's Cespedes? Like, I don't understand. How does the guy go missing as a player? I don't understand how that happens. How do you go MIA? And I think that's the bad look here. The bad look is the MIA. The bad look is not opting out because of contract or opting out because of COVID or opting out, period. It's the way you do things. And I don't know what's happened in society where we all can't just say, hey, you know what? This is how I feel about this and come clean with it instead of having people have to chase you around. Ugh, I don't like this. I don't like it at all. I mean, you know what? I hope Yoannis is, is okay. I hope he's feeling healthy. Hopefully he's mentally healthy too, because that's a very important thing. But yeah, it's it's hard not to be concerned. Again, if you've got calls, I've hopefully got answers. The number is 844-843-6879. Let's fly around Major League Baseball last night. Can anybody stop Aaron Judge? I don't think they can right now. I got to tell you, I was a little concerned going into this season with that shoulder. I really was. And you know what? Not concerned anymore. I, was, uh, I think I've been alleviated of all my concerns. And I uh, always got six home runs in five days or five home runs in six days. I can't keep track anymore, but it, it's spectacular. That's all I can tell you. Uh, he is on an absolute tear right now. And uh, look, you know, the Yankees are a team that was built for this season anyway. I don't think it's a surprise when you look at the Yankees right now. And, and they're also in a spot where the Red Sox are the complete polar opposite. And that doesn't happen very often. In fact, I'm trying to remember the last time that's happened because if you think about the Yankees and the Red Sox over the last, I don't know, even 20 plus years, it's been pretty competitive. Now, all of a sudden, one of them has dropped out of the race. <laughs> you know, it's like somebody's like, I'm not going to run for president this year. That's what it felt like. And then, of course, the terrible news this weekend, too, of Eduardo Rodriguez, him not being able to pitch the rest of the season, uh, developing some sort of uh, heart issue based on the COVID which is, it was really difficult. I mean, that is just sad stuff. Uh, you don't want that to ever happen. I mean, and the fact that he had to go through this and now he's losing his season. And you know the pressure that was on him with Chris Sale being out too. So there was a lot here. So any Yankee success right now, he's definitely also, you can tie it along to the Red Sox basically passing this year. And, and it's not through any fault of their own. It's partially the rebuild where you trade a guy like Mookie Betts away. But on the other hand, it's also understanding when you don't have Chris Sale, when you don't have the depth of rotation, when your bullpen's a mess, no matter how much offense you have, you can't win games like that. Um, that's for sure. Also, in, in the bad news department, 
Shohei Otani left his start yesterday. He's only supposed to pitch on Sundays. He looked much better in the first inning of this start, but uh, obviously him going to get checked out is not a good thing. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. And uh, if he's injured, you know it's going to take him out of the lineup. You already don't have Trout in the lineup. Uh, and by the way, congratulations to Mike Trout, the birth of a child. Big news for him. I'm not sure. They say he's going to come back Tuesday. We'll be here Tuesday to see if that's going to be true or not. But there's obviously a, a lot to unpack there because Brandon started off the season injured, missed the first few games. If you're missing Trout for a few games, if you end up missing Otani for the rest of the season, all of a sudden that Angel's under, which, you know, on all my shows I was talking about extensively because my biggest concern was it was very top-heavy team, the Angels. The Angels were a team that had the big stars. It was like the stars and scrubs when you go out there in fantasy. It was kind of the equivalent of that. And I felt like, man, where are we with this? Because if you have injuries, there's a lot of questions here, not a lot of answers. Same thing when you look at the, uh, the starting rotation, a lot more questions than answers. Now, hopefully we'll have some more answers. We come back, we'll fly around yesterday in Major League Baseball besides his other headlines, including Clayton Kershaw, who looked like old Clayton Kershaw, which is great. We're going to do some NFL, a lot of NFL, and a little fantasy football too, because I'm Mr. Fantasy. It's time to start looking at the quarterback position. So stick around right here. Bagels and Bad Beats with Joey T. We'll be right back after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats. Two out of judges hit a bunch to left. He did it again. Oh, oh, oh my. Aaron Judge, adios, amigo. Oh, is he hot? His second home run of the night. Aaron Judge is guilty of putting the Yankees into the lead with his second home run of the night, a bomb into the night. It is nice. Yeah, he's doing pretty well, that Aaron Judge. I think we could say he's on a roll officially. Joe Fizapia back with you, that cut courtesy of MLB.com. As Aaron Judge continues to just be unconscious right now. So all you Yankee fans basking in the glory of Aaron Judge, you can make all your fun little judge metaphors all you want. It's a good time to do that. Uh, and if you've got uh, calls, it's always a good time for that as well. 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. If you want to talk to me, Joey P, on Bagels and Bad Beats. And just in case you're you're curious, I'm an egg bagel kind of guy. I know everyone's got their different kind of bagels uh, you know, that they like. I like the egg bagel. I don't know. Maybe it's a color thing, a taste thing. I don't know. Whatever it is, I'm a big fan of the egg bagel. I got no time for the cinnamon raisin. What the hell is that? Why do you put raisins in anything? You know, there's nothing more disappointing in life than going for like a cookie or something and thinking it's a chocolate chip and you get a raisin. Ugh, it's just the worst. Nobody wants that. You just, just stop. Turds of the devil. That, that's what raisins are. Anyway, we've got more baseball for you. I want to fly around yesterday to look at the scoreboard. Look what's going on in Major League Baseball too because later in hour two, we're going to preview tonight's games, tonight's slate, and tell you – what some of the lines are, too, and also from the Daily Fantasy perspective, what's out there also. Uh, look, <clears throat> the Reds, yeah, look, let's be honest right here. You know, going into the season, I, I was very much adamant on Diamond Bets here on the network. We talked at length about the Reds over-under, and what hinged on that more than anything was Trevor Bauer. And I don't want to put too much pressure on one guy, especially when you look at it and you say, 
oh my goodness, you know, you've got all these uh, different guys that you got Mustakas you added, you got Castellanos, you added, all of a sudden this lineup is so good. And I said, yeah, 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 that's great. And they said, what about Sonny Gray? What about Castillo? And I said, yeah, yeah, that's great. They were great last year. But the one guy that was not great was Trevor Bauer. And Trevor Bauer, as the third starter, is pivotal for a team that has aspirations for playoffs and has aspirations to be above 500. Why? Because if you expect you're going to have issues with your four and five starter and you expect your one and two stars to be really good, is that guy in the middle in Major League Baseball who really can make the difference in an over-under. And this is a, a very important thing to look at when you're looking in the future. And, and if you didn't hear me say it then, that's okay. I'm saying it to you now here on Bagels and Bad Beats. But so far, so good when it comes to Trevor Bauer. Now what you have to do is get the rest of this team right. They're just three and five to start the year. Uh, but look, you know, it's we're at where we're at right now. And I think the Reds, as long as Trevor Bauer continues to pitch well, will be able to look help this team get to 500 and possibly over to I'll take this record so far with a little bit of grain of salt, too, because Mustak has missed games, Senzel missed games, a couple guys missed games. All right, let's get another guy on here. We got Richard in West Virginia on the phone, one of my uh, favorite spots there because my wrestling show co-host is from West Virginia. So, Richard, I expect you to have a really cool draw here with me when we're hanging out. What's up, Rich? You got a wrestling show? I do indeed, my friend. I do indeed. I have uh, in this ring podcast been doing it for a couple of years. Uh, I spent about ooh, 20 years of my life as a uh, fight choreographer uh, for movies and TV and some other stuff like that. So uh, so I have great respect for the art that is professional wrestling and we'll be happy to talk professional wrestling anytime with anybody who wants to call. But what's on your mind this morning, Richard? Yeah, I, I love professional wrestling. Many years ago when you had... Uh, Bruno San Martino and uh, uh, classics. There was a lot of way back then that I liked to liked to watch, and I did enjoy it back then. Now I could care less. One thing that you did say was you're right. You're right when you said uh, if you go for a chocolate chip and you get a raisin, that's discouraging. I've never had that happen. I buy chocolate chip, but if I were to get a raisin and it was a chocolate chip, I'd gag on it. I hate raisins, hate them in cookies, and chocolate chip does it all the time. I have get boxes of chocolate chip all the time. Love those, but raisin, forget it. My people. You know what I wanted to Richard. ask about? What's that? Yeah, I said these are my people. Thank you, Richard. See, now you're backing me up about the raisins. What's on your mind with sports, buddy? As far as uh, opting. Here's something that just uh, chaps my heart a little bit. Opting out in the NFL. You haven't got to the NFL yet, but I guess I could throw it in there. This opting out. I, you have a few players that have done it so far, but I'm thinking there's going to be a lot more. And I don't know. I've just never heard of anything like that, opting out. You don't want to. I guess it can even happen in other sports. It's just like, uh, you know, you know the situation with uh, COVID and everything, but it's just, I've just never heard of anything like that, opting out that you could do something. You could do something well, like that, but. Uh, no, yeah, look, Richard, you know, and thanks for the call, Richard. I appreciate it. And, uh, and thank you for backing me up about raisins being gross. Um, yeah, I mean, he, here's the thing. You know, this we, we're in uncharted territories here with all this. And, you know, you got to realize, I mean, look at Solder. Look at guys like that. Look at cancer survivors, right? If you already have compromised immune systems and, and other issues at play, 
it's very difficult to say, hey, don't worry, everything's going to be fine for you and for your family. I mean, if you have kids at home who have asthma or other other conditions, other pre-existing conditions where they could be at higher risk, you have to weigh the the, the pluses and the minuses and, and what the rewards are. And I don't think we should judge anybody for opting out. We could judge Cespedes for the way he opted out, <laughs> but not opting out if indeed he's opting out because of the health concerns and because of COVID, which is... That is that is fine. Opting out for the other reasons about playing time and using that as excuse. I don't know if that's fine. That's kind of where I take a little umbrage, if I may. And I don't take umbrage usually this early in the morning. But hey, it's 530 in the morning here on the East Coast. Yeah, I'm going to take some umbrage. But I will say this as well. I think you will get more guys in the NFL opting out. And I think you're going to get a surprising number who are playing. And the big difference between Major League Baseball and the NFL is the NFL, everybody's money is not guaranteed. And when you're dealing with non-guaranteed money, when you're dealing with the, the beast of the NFL and the turnover rate of the NFL, I, I think you're going to get a, a less of a number. That's just me personally. I also think the NFL is a place that's a little bit easier to contain in the sense just because they have larger player rosters, they only play once a week. So I saw a really fascinating interview with an epidemiologist this weekend where he talked about what you want to do is create not like a league bubble, but a team bubble. And if you can be successful with a team bubble to a certain extent, then all of a sudden things become much easier. And look, the sheer volume of Major League Baseball playing every day or sometimes twice a day as we're seeing now, that is so different than playing once a week. And then people say, well, what about college football? Well, those kids aren't getting paid, okay? And yes, we can make jokes about that too. That's fine, that's fun. But anyway, let's see. Uh, do we still have Jeff on the line, Wisconsin? Let's get to Jeff here. He's got a question, I think, about Christian Yelich. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Joey. Thanks for the, taking my call. Um, Thanks for calling, brother. What's up? My question is now with my question is now with Christian Yelich um, having Lorenzo Kane now stepping away, um, mm. and Yelich just batting abysmal so far this year, and then now with the layoff because the Cardinals can't keep their stuff together. Um, how how do we get Christian Yelich back on, and do the Brewers? kind of take a step up now because the Cardinals have that had this Corona breakout. Yeah, that's actually a great question here. Um, Jeff, I was one of these people not panicking at first. A lot of people, the beat reporters were concerned because he was, you know, basically not hitting in the summer camp or spring training 2.0, whatever the hell you want to call it. And I was like, look, who cares? It's, that's 11 at bats. So like, if we're going to judge a guy that good on 11 at bats, then this is, that's madness. And then he hit a home run. He made a joke and everything was fine. Ha ha. Now everything's not so fine. And I can't tell if there's an injury at play right now. I can't tell if this is just maybe the best thing is to have a break. Because we know sometimes in baseball especially, I know I played the game at a, a decently high level in my life. And sometimes the mental aspect is overcomes the, the physical one. So I kind of feel like there's the possibility of maybe just a little step away from the game, comes back, he's good. Now, if he comes back and he's not good for the first couple of days, I think that's even more of a worry because I think then what's possible is you might have an injury at play. And if there's an injury at play, then you're not going to get the Christian Yelich that you thought for, especially in fantasy or that the Brewers thought. And I thought the Brewers, <laughs> of course, there's the irony of all ironies, right? This was the year I was finally buying it on the Brewers. Last two years, I was like, no, nah, I can't do it. I just, it's a great story. I can't do it. They got Moustakas. I love Moustakas. He is a guy at the top of the dugout steps. He is a guy that is a veteran presence. And I was like, oh, yeah, and they let Moustakas do. I can't do it. And what happens? They keep making the playoffs every year. So this year, this year I said, no, I'm in. I'm in. I love Woodruff. Hauser is much better than he gets credit for. 
I think Lindblom is going to eventually show out that he's better than people realize. Uh, unfortunately, that first start, he had to leave with the back issue. That was no fun. But the Brewers, to me, with Hader, with Yelich, with Hura, getting the DH was huge for the Brewers because they're a team that could use it. Ryan Braun is a, is a player that you want at DH, and thanks for the call. Um, but, you know, it, they, can, they can withstand Lorenzo Cain leaving. Um, as good of a player as he is, they can get through it. I think they're going to miss him more defensively than offensively, to be honest with you. Um, but I think they have enough depth, especially with these expanded rosters, to be able to make this work. But Yelich is a concern right now. And you saw Ronald Acuna start to get hot. That was another guy that was concerning. But, you know, okay, everything's fine. If It's funny. You look at the first three picks in fantasy baseball this year. You got Acuna. You got Yelich. You got Trout. One guy's not playing right now because he had a baby. The other guy's not playing right now because of coronavirus. And the other guy just started hitting the ball this weekend. So, it's been a rough, uh, rough season-long fantasy for baseball. We had a top pick for sure, and I would say this: panic mode is definitely next week for Yelich if he doesn't start turning it around. For all of you people who have in fantasy leagues, or if you have stocks in the Brewers, I think that's something to think about right there for sure. All right, when we come back, we're going to change uh, the pattern a little bit. We talked a lot of baseball. Let's talk about football. We come back right here on Sports Grid. We'll be right back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats. You know, for me, I like to look at it as, a, you know, the glass half full. And so I'm optimistic that, you know, we can execute uh, all the protocols. Guys can stay safe. Guys can stay healthy. Um, but I'm also not an idiot. You know, I, you just don't fully know how everything's going to unfold. So until um, something changes, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be working. I'm going to be ready to go just like all my teammates. That, of course, is Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. Optimistic. And that's good. I think Eagles fans will be optimistic as long as he's healthy. Welcome back, everybody. Bagels and Bad Beats right here on Sports Grid. Joe Pizapia filling in for your, your esteemed leader, Scott Wetzel, who is on vacation for a few days. I hope he's doing well. I hope he's enjoying his time of sleeping in. I can only imagine that's what he's doing. He's just catching up on his sleep <laughs> for the next three days. He'll be back with you on Thursday, but you're stuck with me for the next three. And look, oh, look, there's worse people. Believe me, there's worse people to be stuck with than me. I'm lower on the trough, but there's worse than me. But anyway, let's talk a little NFL this morning because uh, obviously there's a lot of stuff going on in the last few weeks. A lot of things that I haven't gotten to speak to this audience about, so I think it'll be fun. We'll chat about that. And uh, I hope Carson Wentz is still optimistic because uh, his coach, Doug Peterson, uh, tested positive for COVID-19, so he'll be quarantined for a while. The good news is he's asymptomatic, and that means that clearly he is you know, not showing signs, and then that's a good thing. Or symptoms, but again, we're still learning so much about all this. So to say that things are fluid would be the understatement of the century. And I, I think that all we can do is continue to kind of be like Carson Wentz, which is be optimistic. And I, I am optimistic about the NFL for a few reasons. Number one, greed always wins. And there is nobody greedier than the NFL. Nobody. That's it. 
They are the top of the. You think MLB is bad? You think MLB players union is bad? You think MLB ownership is bad? <laughs> they got nothing on the NFL. NFL, where greed always wins. That should be the slogan. And I, and I love the NFL. And it's my baby. So, you know, look, if if that's the case, everyone keeps wondering if there's going to be a season. I absolutely think there's going to be a season. If Major League Baseball is plotting through what they're plotting through right now, then there's no way that the NFL isn't going to. They're going to play on the moon if they have to. OK, that's the NFL. And I, I was telling you, I, I saw a fascinating interview with a very, very smart man, much smarter than me, a scientist, yes, uh, who was talking about. You know, yes, the, it's very difficult when you have large rosters and bubbles and things like that and then locations. But he was basically laying out all these different ideas and plans that would would certainly help to mitigate the risk of what the NFL players and 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 let's also not forget just the players, too. I think we're so hyper focused on the players. Let's not forget all the all the attendants in the locker room, all the equipment people, all the trainers. I mean, there's all the media people. There's so many people around these sports that we get hyper-focused on the players' health, and what about everybody else? I mean, they, they're people, too, and they're not making nearly what the players are making or certainly not what the owners are making. So let's not forget them in all of this. And to me, when you're looking at this, I think that it's one of those spots where you say, all right, you know, if we can control our own environment and you can control your own environment, then we stand a better chance of coming together once a week to play a game. Where it gets very difficult is the travel that Major League Baseball has. The daily baseball games that Major League Baseball has, the daily amount of interactions that they have. So, yes, there's going to be some sort of outbreak at some point in time, I'm sure, in other sports. But if all these stories that are starting to kind of come out a little bit are true about Major League Baseball and people being at the very, very least lax about the rules, that has to send a shockwave across every sport, across every locker room. Because I don't know about you, I don't like when someone mucks with my money. And I think that's what's going on. When you start mucking with another guy's money, it's when things go awry. You want to go hang out at the casino or the hotel bar or whatever it is and you think it's okay? It's not. It's only for a couple months. You got to suck it up and do your job. I'm here. I got up at 4.30 in the morning. Why? Because Mike Cardano said suck it up and do your job. And I said, okay. And, and sometimes we all got to do that. And yeah, I know it sucks sometimes. It sucks. And we're all tired of it. And that's fair too. We're tired of being inside and tired of all these rules, and I get it. I understand that. But if you want your money, NFL players, everyone's got to fall in line a little bit here. Take a good look at what's going on in Major League Baseball. A whole team got shut down, for God's sakes, for a week. And I know they're talking about ramping up the Marlins on Tuesday again, so we'll see which Marlins are there. But, yeah, it was kind of a wake-up call, I think, this week for everybody, which is everyone goes, yeah, 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 the rules, until, of course, the rules happen, and the next thing you know, uh, the rules get broken, and then everyone goes, oh, and now you've got hall monitors, which sucks. We're treating grown-ass men like children because they can't follow the simple rules that have been laid out, and that sucks. Now, look, if you think it's going to be bad in baseball, it could be even worse in the NFL, potentially. But the difference is the guaranteed money. See, if you're not getting paid, or you get cut from a team or whatever it is, it's a whole different avenue. But enough about that. Let's talk about some actual football stuff, because some of this stuff is pretty important. Uh, two guys end up on the pup list this week for the New England Patriots, who have already had the most guys already opt out of the season. Dante Hightower, their all-pro linebacker, big loss there, obviously. Chung, another lot, lot, lot of big-time pieces for the Patriots. So, uh, And Mohamed Sanu starting on the pup list, which this one doesn't mean all that much. Um, you know, he got rid of the walking boot in May. He's been working out. You've seen the workout videos. I think this is more of a 
precautionary kind of one that they, you know, sometimes you just put guys on the pup list just because it's easier to control things. However, Sonny Michel on the pup list is another one. Now, this was supposed to be like a simple foot thing where you go ahead and take care of it. And if you look at his stats last two years, he's been productive. There's no doubt about that. 247 carries, nine, uh, 912 yards last year. Um, look, the problem is the yards per carry were lower. The problem is he's had injuries in college. And I'm telling you right now, if you're a fantasy owner or you're having early drafts, potentially, Damian Harris is a guy that you want on your roster. I've been drafting him everywhere. I drafted him this week in Superflex, uh, Flex League Championship uh, uh, Expert NFL League. And I feel like that is such an easy pivot because he is going to he's going to get <laughs> Damian Harris is going to get carries at some point and probably early. And if he's good in those carries, forget Rex Burkhardt. He's he, Rex Burkhead's not going to hold this job. Okay. He's not going to be an every down back. And James White's always going to have James White's role, but the Sony Michelle injury means Damian Harris is really going to have an opportunity. And I think that's another thing too. Also, we, uh, we had a little Jamal Adams stuff go on last week, which Again, so Jets. And I think Chris has a little clip here potentially to talk about Jamal Adams. So, Chris, let me know if you got that clip ready. If not, we'll just keep talking about it. But Jamal Adams had some uh, had some feelings, obviously, about, you know, his, his time in, in New York coming to an end and, and his future with the Seattle Seahawks. And, oh, man, you know, this is why you can't have nice things, Jet fans. I mean, Jamal Adams is a fantastic player. I mean, not good. We're talking fantastic. We're talking game changer. We're talking one of these guys who plays in the secondary that literally can change a game. And there's not a lot of those guys out there. And yes, I understand that they got draft picks for him. I get it. Um, I get it. Yeah, okay. In theory, you got a couple first round picks next two years. But you have to actually make the picks correctly in order to pay off in that. And will any of those picks turn out to be as good as Jamal Adams? Skeptical. And I don't know how Adam Gase is tearing things down here, but we'll get to that in a second. Right now, here's Jamal Adams about his future with the Seahawks. Um, you know, Friday, I'll never forget. Um, the day before I got traded, um, I was really stressed. I, was, I, I went out with my family um, and, and some of my loved ones and, and my brothers, and, you know, they could see it on my face how stressed I was because I didn't know where I was going to go um, come Tuesday. And, um, you know, I, I prayed on it. I prayed on it hard, and I – you know, I asked God, you know, to place me where I needed to be, whether that was to go back to New York or whether that's to be traded. And this is my calling, man. I'm here. I'm here to stay. And I'm I'm excited to be a Seattle Seahawk, like I said. And I'm 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 really overwhelmed. But at the same time, man, it, it's so surreal um, to be around great uh, a great organization like Seattle. Yeah. And Seattle, I think and this is going to be a hot take to some people. But you know what? I don't care. Uh, I still think Seattle is actually um, the team to beat in that division this year. Now, I get it. They didn't go to the Super Bowl last year. The 49ers did. But 49ers don't have a quarterback like Russell Wilson. And in the NFL, the one thing you learn is it's all about the quarterback position. And if you have that, you're a contender annually. And if you don't, it's a question. And Jimmy G had some moments last year, but Jimmy G also has some issues. And you'll continue to see them as, you know, things ramp up here. Having Debo Samuel hurt to start the year is not good. You got a very young wide receiving core behind that. All those veterans are gone. You know, you don't have Emmanuel Sanders anymore. Not that he is a huge piece of that puzzle. And look, the defense is still going to be good. There's no doubt about that. I think we could all agree that the 49ers defense is going to be good. But all of a sudden, that Seattle defense keeps getting better and better. And if you can play defense on a higher level, if you're the Seattle Seahawks and you've got a quarterback like Russell Wilson, 
I don't know, man. It's starting to look like a, like the worm might turn potentially also. So it's something to it, – I'm just saying when we get closer to NFL, we start talking about wagering and looking at teams to win divisions. And I know on FanDuel we got all these different props and different bets out there. The Seahawks to win their division. I love that bet because I like betting on Russell Wilson. And you can already kind of feel the narrative building. Oh, well, Russell Wilson doesn't have any MVP votes ever. How, how'd that happen? This guy's been in all these Super Bowls. This guy, you know, yeah, yeah, Russell Wilson's really good. And Russell Wilson has been good in difficult situations with no offensive line. And I think this is a team that last year, you know, with DK Metcalf emerging a little bit, with Chris Carson being as solid as he was, yes, the fumbles were an issue last year, but you did bring in a backup with Carlos Hyde, so there's a little bit of backup now, too. We have a veteran there presence. Forget Rashad Penny, it's never happening. They moved up. They loved him so much, they moved up to take him. It's not happening, folks. Sorry, it's done. But I'm telling you right now, and it's only August 3rd, okay, I can look at my little clock there, it's August 3rd, that I think that the Seahawks are going to surprise people. The other thing about the 49ers to remember is this. If you go back and look at the trend of teams that have lost Super Bowls, especially lost Super Bowls in pretty bad fashion in the last 10 years, things have not gone well. The 15-1 and Carolina Panthers, what happened to them? The next year, they were terrible. What happened to the Atlanta Falcons, who lost to the Patriots in heartbreaking overtime fashion? The biggest, you know, lead ever in a Super Bowl blown, right? What happened to them? Matt Ryan throwing for 20 touchdowns the next year. Everything fell apart. The only two guys to withstand Super Bowl losses in the last decade and come back and be good were Tom Brady. So you throw that one out the window because it's Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. Why? Both those guys won Super Bowls before they lost. That's why. Go back. It's a fun little thing. I did it. Go back and look. How about the Rams losing to the Patriots? How about that? That embarrassment for them, right? With the boy wonder head coach. How'd that work out? Not so good. Did it last year. No, no. The Super Bowl hangover loss is a real thing. And I want people to start understanding that it is. And I'm not, I mean, I could go on and on, but you know, this segment's going to end pretty soon. And I want to talk about fantasy football, but still I'm telling you right now, there's going to be so much money on the 49ers. Ah, they went to Super Bowl last year. Ah, everything looks great. You know, what's funny. I also remember, uh, I remember everybody being so bullish on the 49ers back when they had a, another boy wonder head coach named Harbaugh. When they had a young quarterback that all of a sudden they thought was going to be the franchise, when they had an outstanding defense, and then everything fell apart. When? When they lost the Super Bowl to the Baltimore Ravens. So don't think that it can't happen. Don't think that the 49ers are impervious right now. And getting Jamal Adams over there into that defense, a player who's motivated, a player who is as good as he is on the field, and a game changer, that's a big deal. And yeah, Seattle gave up a lot. But you know what? Seattle also drafts guys like Rashad Penny in the first round. So if they're going to blow their first-round picks, they're not going to get anybody better where they're picking next year than Jamal Adams with a first-round pick. They're just not, okay? Not where they're picking, which is probably in the late 20s, if not later. So what does that mean for the following year? Okay, maybe you bite at one time, but if you get a Super Bowl out of this or at least a long playoff run and make it to a Super Bowl, maybe you don't get the championship, but at least get to a Super Bowl or win this division, then it's worth it. Now, for the Jets, it's worth it too, but you got to cash in, baby. You got to make this work. That's what you got to do. You got to make sure those picks work for you. All right. What I'm going to try to make work for you is a little fantasy football because it's August, which means it's prep time, which means I'm the guy for you. So Mr. Blackbook is going to open up the book and we're going to talk about quarterbacks when I come back, how to do it. QB one leagues, two quarterback leagues. I got you all over the place. So stick around More bagels and bad beats with Joey P right after this. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats. All right, welcome back, everybody. Joe Fisapia here with you, filling in for Scott Wetzel. A couple quick things here at the top of the hour as we uh, turn the page from hour one to hour two, but we're not there yet. A little NBA for you. Uh, Jonathan Isaac reported uh, suffered a torn ACL on the left knee. That's obviously just terrible for him, terrible for the Orlando Magic, so we wish him a speedy recovery there. Uh, it's a big blow to this team. There's no doubt about that. Try to replacing him. Guys like Wesley Awundu. Uh, Carter Williams, Clark, those guys are going to have to step up in the void here. Uh, so uh, we'll see how the Magic respond to this injury here. They were kind of hanging on by a thread with him. And uh, look, you know, eh, they, we get it. You know, it's, these things happen, unfortunately. So uh, give the guy a lot of credit for trying to push through. And it's an unfortunate ending for his season. And with NBA probably starting, you know, <laughs> sooner than later up again, it's going to be a while before you see him. That would be my guess. Uh, Luka Doncic obviously uh, lit up the Suns. Uh, 40 points for him, 11 assists, 8 rebounds. Uh, just a fun player to watch. Again, if you're, you know, maybe you're just getting back into NBA here. Maybe a lot of you who haven't watched the game in a long time, got more time on our hands. Oh, here we go. We're watching NBA. I know I am. And I've been somebody who loved NBA in the 80s and 90s and then got away from it in the 2000s. And I'm trying to get back into it recently. And, and Giannis is one of the big reasons. Another guy, uh, look, I know they lost to Houston. And Harden, but look, 36 points, 18 rebounds, and eight assists for Giannis. Giannis is about as fun as it gets to watch play this game. I love it. I love Giannis. I love the story of Giannis. I saw the big profile they did on 60 Minutes. I think it was last year on him, and and his story is just unbelievable. And the players unbelievable too. So you got other stars here besides you know <laughs> the usual suspects to. Start getting in on. And I hope that Milwaukee is able to keep him there long term because it's great to have a star like this in a spot like Milwaukee because a lot of times you get these guys who end up leaving, going somewhere else to the Lakers, you know, to, <laughs> to Golden State Warriors and the bigger teams on the trough with the higher profile. Giannis and the Bucks right now, fun to watch. And I would love, love to see this guy in the finals and just light it up, man. That's that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm rooting for. It's Giannis' world, we're all just living in it. I love this guy. All right, so that's our one in the books. Our two when we come back. We got a guest. We got more bagels. Stick with us right here on Sports SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 